0: everyone welcome back to the if it fits podcast I am one of your hosts Michelle Jane and I'm your other
1: host Jessica Payne how are you
0: Michelle I'm good thanks I just had a physio session um which is really good because I struggle to which I'm just talking to you about I struggle to overhead squat and it's because my shoulders are so tight I can't physically push my arms back enough to keep the the bar above my head and my calves are so tight my toes come up because my calves are so tight. So it was really good. So I feeling a little bit sore. She really dug in my calves, which is not very nice. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> but um, yeah, she's given me a PCP pipe and some exercises to work on. So it's good. So hopefully, fingers crossed, um, is it, I think it's going to take a while because my, I just can't physically, my shoulders are so tight. But I'm hoping maybe a couple of months I'll be able to actually overhead squat (laughs) and keep the bar on my head instead of fall flat on my face. But, yeah, oh good.
1: How are you? Oh, good. Well, at least you've got the ball rolling and you've got some exercises to do. Yes, at least I know. And my hip
0: flexors, I'm just really tight. My hip flexors are tight, my shoulders are tight, my calves are tight. So I just physically can't squat. I can goblet squat. She said, if you've got a weight or a a catabat, I should go and get it. She said, show me a goblet squat. And I go straight down. She's like, oh that's quite good do it again <laughs> oh it's because I got the weight there and I'm pushing myself back and I can go down but as soon as yeah. my hands are over my head because my shoulders are so tight and obviously the, I just can't overhead squat it puts me off balance but yeah so I've got some stuff to work on so oh good
1: oh exciting well I've got a trip to the osteopath this afternoon to get my Back looked at my trap nerve issue that's been ongoing and is absolutely draining me. I've been trying to get through to my GP for a week and a half, and I cannot even get through. Like, they're not even picking up the phone. No, it's just, I just don't know how you're supposed to get an appointment. So, I've taken matters into my own hands, (laughs) and I've got an appointment in Cardiff this afternoon with an osteopath who. I've, I've read up about them and like they, they're good at diagnosing things and they can also refer you for an mri like if they think you need to be referred and stuff like that so obviously private and paid for um but yeah it'll be good to get some sort of hopefully answer and idea of what's going on and what next steps will need to be yeah I mean, you,
0: you need to get it sorted it's just getting worse
1: Well, yeah. And this started two years ago and was so bad then. So there's clearly some sort of issue. And the fact that when I saw the consultant before, he said it's something to do with my neck or spine. Um, That's not something you want to leave, is it? (laughs) If it's going to get progressively worse, I definitely want it looked at. And if I need to pay for an MRI, then obviously... I'll do that I was just hoping I could get the GP to refer me for one instead but to be honest I'd probably be waiting months and months anyway wouldn't oh, I so just
0: ridiculous isn't it yeah so yeah
1: fingers crossed I'm gonna get some sort of answers this afternoon because it's really starting to get me down now um to sound like a negative Nancy <laughs> <laughs> but apart from that I'm actually really good I'm uh pushing on with everything i'm counting down the days until my recovery phase starts in december for my calorie increase and my cardio to be reduced but i'm actually like feeling good i'm doing it i got up i've smashed an hour cardio this morning already like i was planning to do half and half but i just
0: i, I don't miss it. that
1: <laughs> I actually like some days I really enjoy it and I get into it and I'm like oh that, that went quickly the other yeah, day, some days
0: you're like I can actually just carry on going <laughs> yeah
1: that's what I did this morning because usually I do 40 minutes in the morning and then 20 minutes post-workout and especially on leg day I like to make sure my legs are nice and fresh but I got to like 40 minutes this morning and I was like I can just push on and I guarantee later <laughs> I'll regret it if I hadn't pushed on <laughs> if I left it till later so I just carried on and did it but other days I'm counting down the seconds and it feels like actual torture but you know not so often which is good but I had a calorie drop again on Wednesday
0: have you but what, what yeah. do you want now well I oh, think what, what does it drop by it was
1: um so my rest day my training day hasn't dropped by that much like I've basically just had my cashew butter from my oats removed 10 grams of cashew butter plus Mm, this year
0: when your calories go down the nice stuff disappears (laughs) I know
1: but it's stuff that like I wouldn't notice so I literally things removed from my training day plan which was that um, which obviously they mixed in my oats. Yes, it adds to the flavor, but I don't. I'm not like physically eating it yeah. um, and noticing that I'm feeling full from it, so that's fine. Um, and then the other one was just my intra intra carb cyclic or cyclic oh, okay. or cyclic dextrin. I was having 20 grams of that in my intra workout drink, and that has come out. So again, not really anything that I'm physically yeah, really. noticing in terms of like filling a gap. Um, I'm sure i will start noticing it in terms of energy and stuff over the next mm. few days but so far so good but rest day quite a lot of changes and i won't say what the calories are but they've gone no, down. that's why
0: i asked you how quite much it dropped by yeah yeah um
1: i don't know how much it dropped oh actually yeah it must have dropped by about literally by about three or four hundred on rest day Seriously? yeah like was, I know I know. I was like you're... wait there they've moved that they've moved that they've moved that. I was like where's all that stuff gone was, yeah. <laughs> so um but I've only got two rest days a week obviously so I'm just dreading rest day because I haven't had rest day calories yet so <laughs> I'll, I might just train every day instead <laughs> I'm just gonna have to stay
0: in bed till like midday <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know to be honest, though, um, previously, like I, I I, always thought my rest day, I, I would really struggle with it because it was always slightly lower anyway, but it's actually quite high volume and I have loads of veg, like with all my meat meals yeah. and stuff like that. And it's quite a lot of food. And actually, sometimes I'm like missing a meal and I need to like bung two together because of my, I'm just so busy in the day. So I don't even think it'll be that bad, to be honest. And oh, li- nice. I've literally got 12 days until my recovery phase starts. So because I know that mentally I'm okay. You haven't got
0: long left. Yeah.
1: And and that's why that it's gone so low, just because we're having like a big final push before they come back up. But I guess it's a good um, opportunity for me to just get a taste of what is to come because it is going to get, it is going to get that hard, you know, at the later stage of the, of the prep next year. So it's a nice little taster to see how I deal with it and yeah give me a little bit of a challenge which is different but I'm enjoying it I'm actually really enjoying doing it and testing myself and my discipline and all of that which because I haven't had to do that for a long time like I haven't cut for a while like we had lockdown and I obviously struggled to get back into it for a while so I feel like I'm enjoying the challenge and oh good proving to myself what I'm capable of which is good <laughs>
0: yeah because prep's hard so your prep is no different to a bodybuilding prep the only no. difference is you'll obviously stop before you get like definitely super-, super shredded <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah I'll get shredded but not stage shredding yeah
0: so you'll just obviously stop at a certain point whereas somebody who's competing will just carry on for a few more weeks so basically your prep is what I've done and it's it's bloody (laughs) hard it is hard and uh, last time I did
1: it I got to like 12 weeks out and well I didn't quit because I found it hard I quit because I actually didn't want to get on the stage anymore to be honest but um but yeah it's hard and I have been there before um although last time I didn't have to do quite well half as much as the intensity and effort that I'm having to put in now and the lower calories but I was in a different position back then you know I started out a lot leaner than I am than I did this time um so I got a lot of work to do and I'm bloody doing it
0: <laughs> <laughs> bloody to you.
1: but yeah it's nice I feel like I'm challenging myself and it's good like because it's a sense of accomplishment isn't it like yeah. obviously it's not something that we'd advocate doing and definitely not for like our clients or for lifestyle and it's not the way I'll live forever but it's a nice little goal that I've set for myself to yeah. see if I can do it so yeah all good in the hood
0: awesome Fab. So this week's podcast is all about Q&A. So we've had some questions come in, so we're going to answer them. So we've got, I think six questions to go through.
1: Yes. Yeah, we got cool. six. Cool.
0: So the first one is, what are your best tips for muscle growth? So when I seen this question, I thought of the song, Eat, Sleep, Train, Repeat. Yeah. So basically, <laughs> we're... um. You know, add some things onto that, basically. So eat, sleep, train, repeat. So eat, basically you need to be eating enough calories. So either at maintenance or we recommend a small um, surplus. So you're not going to build muscle on your 1,200 calories. It's just not going to happen. You need, when you need enough energy, you just need enough food to build muscle so um and then protein protein is super important to um build muscles so you need to make sure you get enough protein um and then obviously carbs carbs are the body's energy source so you need to be lifting heavier which we'll go into that in a second so basically um yeah so carbs i recommend obviously everyone's different um before training um 45 minutes an hour before eat some carbs um to give you enough enough energy to lift heavy so eat is the first one so um just do you big. want to touch
1: on the eat part was that? i said eat big eat big <laughs> eat big <laughs> and eat. consistent so when you're trying to grow muscle actually whereas in a fat loss phase is not so important about the the timing of your protein um you know it doesn't matter if you eat protein and a huge portion at breakfast and then you might miss a bit at lunch as long as it's all about the total protein in the day in a muscle growing phase you do actually there is more importance to spreading your meals out and keeping protein topped up at regular intervals throughout the day so that is an important thing I guess actually is a you yeah. have to be a bit more um careful with your planning of your meals and actually you know it's not to do with metabolism and burning and all of that it's literally in order to grow muscle they need to be constantly uh, fed with protein and, and topped up to avoid the breakdown so that's an important part on the eating side of things
0: yeah and and like I like you just said just now so eating enough overall calories So when you want to, especially as females, you know, we're always constantly programmed to be on a diet and to be in a calorie deficit. Whereas if you want to grow muscle, I remember when I was in my growing phase before I was on prep to compete, I was on nearly 3000 calories. Now, for me, that is quite a big surplus. Um, And I didn't actually, I gained a little bit of body fat, um, but I was just training really hard. Um, so don't be afraid to eat. At first, I was and I struggled. I really struggled to eat that many calories because obviously it was a lot of protein, a lot of fruit and veg. The volume was massive. Um, so yeah, don't be afraid to eat. It didn't take me long to get used to the calories, and it didn't take me long to start to get hungry either because my body was getting used to it. And so um, like yeah, don't right be now. afraid to eat. <laughs> yeah, I'd love those calories back now. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah you know what I can't wait I already can't wait for my um building phase I'm just so excited I want to get this done out of the way do my photo shoot and then get into a build and I'm ready to put on the body fat again and you just got you can't be afraid of putting on a bit of body fat it's inevitable you have to you don't have to get you know really fat and take it overboard because the surplus doesn't need to be huge especially for females so a few hundred calories but obviously a surplus is a surplus so you will be gaining some body fat as well but so essential needed Needed and it's just so good for your body to go through that phase and you know I think time doing it for a good period of time as well you know you can't just do that building phase for four to six weeks and then suddenly you're going to have built muscle we've said so many times before that muscle building is flipping flipping slow yeah
0: months Months
1: and months years and years and you're probably going to want to do like a good few phases so you know my goal after this will be i'll do my photo shoot then i'll go into um a reverse diet to get my calories up to maintenance and then i'll reverse probably into a slight surplus because i really want to focus on building up my legs which i'm obviously not going to be doing right now as much as i'm training my legs All I'm doing at this stage is trying to hold on to what muscle I have got. I'm not really building new muscle because I'm an advanced lifter. I've been doing it for years. I'm not going to be building muscle in a calorie deficit, like especially the massive deficit that I'm in yeah. right now yeah you're building shit I know <laughs> I'm definitely <laughs> building my big hamstrings on these calories right now so I'm literally like already excited I think it's important get excited about each of the different phases like yeah. have these goals and be willing to to stick to them consistently for a solid period like I'll spend months um in a recovery phase in a in a surplus and I just want to build and then the following year I'll probably cut down again probably after Christmas and do another photo shoot and get leaner by which point it would have grown more muscle and for me that's what it's all about just year on year just improving you know not that I think there's anything wrong but we I just want to build my body and sculpt it and just improve every year so I think you need to be um, get comfortable being uncomfortable yeah with you know the rate of a little bit of fat loss and not necessarily having abs all year because having abs all year just means you're going to be miserable because you need to eat low calories and I had
0: no abs food. for a few weeks and I was freaking miserable
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> I've never had them <laughs>
0: <laughs> I've had like two
1: um this time hopefully I'll get some we'll see I don't know we'll we'll see I haven't got a lot of time really considering
0: yeah
1: but yeah anyway sorry we would said
0: um sleep, we- sleep is next one yeah so sleep, super important. People underestimate how how important sleep is. And they sleep, especially in a muscle building phase. S- sleep is when muscles are actually built at rest, at recovery, um, on your rest days. So they're not actually built on your training sessions, believe it or not. Obviously that, is how you build muscle. So basically, the muscle tears and is at rest. The recovery is when your muscles are um, repaired and built. So, what happens when you weight train? You tear the muscle and then at rest in sleep, basically, what happens? It repairs itself. Don't want to go too technical, but basically, it repairs with a layer on top. Um, and that's how muscles built. So you tear it, build a air, tear it, build a air. And it's at rest and at sleep is when that process happens and you need to be getting enough sleep. So we've recommended eight hours. Um, I know Jess, you just recently did a seven day challenge where you set your, um, clients, um, a, ta- a nighttime routine. Yeah yeah a nighttime
1: routine we've actually got a question on sleep um in a bit so we'll cover that in a minute but yeah sleep super super important 100 percent
0: yeah and also rest days so sleep with like recovery and rest days like don't underestimate rest days especially if you're really into training when I first started training I loved it I wanted to go every single day I go six days a week and on my rest day I'd be like what do I do I want to go to the gym but yeah same um, you you need to rest rest is where i know your muscles recover and that's when muscle is actually built so sleep recovery rest is so important it's just as more as important as the actual training
1: yeah and listening to your body as well so i schedule in two rest days a week so i train five days and i have two rest days from the weights and usually I spread them out so usually they'll either be a Tuesday or a Wednesday and then a Saturday usually depending on you know what I've got planned for the week sometimes it changes so this week I had my rest day as normal on Tuesday Wednesday was meant to be leg day and I just felt absolutely exhausted but like not just a bit tired I felt really really exhausted I felt run down I felt just completely and utterly fatigued and I was planning until about halfway through the day to go and do legs and I was like I'll just take pre-workout I'll do it and I thought you know what I can't like if I do that I'm gonna make myself worse I'm not gonna have any benefit out of doing it so I listened to my body I had two rest days in a row and ended up having an early night a really good sleep woke up yesterday I felt a million times better like I felt amazing and I had such a good leg day yesterday And I think if I'd gone the day before, I would have totally regretted it because it wouldn't have been as good. I would have felt even shitter yesterday. (laughs) So listen to your body as well, even if you've planned in and it, you know, as it turns out, I'm working out the rest of my session. So I'm not going to miss one, but sometimes it falls into place that I do actually miss a session because I've listened to my body and that's fine. Like, because that is where muscle is still growing and where your body is telling you, you need a little rest. So definitely listen to your body when you need to
0: yeah 100% and know we we are creatures of habit so I do I'm an advocate of having like set days for training so it becomes a habit then you need to be flexible with those days so like with myself now I always used to say that I train to Friday then come Wednesday if I was like sore I'd feel shit and like I've ruined my whole week because I had to take a rest day whereas now I've just set myself three to four CrossFit sessions so as long as I get in my minimum three it doesn't matter what days of the week I get them in as long as I get them in and I just feel better for it so like last week I three because I was hurting so much. But this week I managed to do four. I was going to do Monday to Thursday, become Thursday. I just needed a rest. Like Jessica, I was tired. So I thought, oh, do you know what? I'll do Friday instead. So just be a bit flexible with your days. And like Jess said, to listen to your body when you need a rest.
1: Yeah, 100%.
0: So eat, sleep, train. So train. I recommend you have a, stu- a structured training plan. And Jess actually just did a story um, that I liked. She reposted um, Brett Brett Contreras. 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 yeah, yeah, Cute guy uh, post about your training. Your training plan doesn't need changing as much as you think it does. There's the um, basic exercises, um, the compounds, that never change. You just need to do them consistently, get good at them and get strong at them. So have a structured training plan. Um, maybe get a coach or um, buy um, a training plan that's, that's for your goals. So have a structured training plan and just do it consistently for at least a couple of months because you want to be able to get strong within those movements. And if those movements are keep changing – then you're not going to build the muscle that you need. So I recommend you have a structured training plan um, and progressive overload. So we keep banging on about this. So you do need to lift heavier over time. So your structured training plan, you need to have a logbook. I recommend you have a logbook, log your sessions. And each week you want to try and get a bit better, whether that's an extra rep, you rest less, um, maybe an extra set however you progress you need to be getting ideally stronger um you need to be progressing ideally every week um so yeah structured training plan progressive overload um time and attention as well so don't be lifting too fast i've I've just seen especially people doing i just seen someone in the gym earlier actually doing bicep kills like swinging, them up, and swinging down. them up and down up and down up and down yeah you're not you're not going to do anything with those <laughs> with those biceps they're not going to grow anytime soon um so time with the tensions, So slow the movements down really feel it feel the muscle that you're, you're working um but yeah i did have one more time but i can't find my page but i think that's it that's all i had to say
1: yeah that i mean that's it literally eat right sleep enough train hard making improvements week on week and be consistent with it that that is ultimately what it comes down to and patience you need patience oh God, build <laughs> like massive patience like we've said before it's not the same as a fat loss phase where every single week all right the scale might not go down every week but you know in terms of progress you know you've had another good week on plan your body's changing and you see it more more quickly when it comes to muscle building you're not going to see it at that quick rate so you do need to be patient stick with it understand that it is not going to happen overnight it's going to take consistent effort and consistently tracking those calories and making sure that they're at a decent level making sure that you're eating at least at maintenance or you know even better in a very slight surplus and giving yourself the optimum optimum tools really for that muscle building so yeah eat sleep train repeat consistency forever forever and always amen good night My God. Bye. <laughs> okay so the next question we've got is um well it's more of a statement but I'm assuming there's a question in asking us what our thoughts are I struggle to get back on track after social occasions so I think this is actually quite topical with uh, the festive period coming up there's going to be a lot of social occasions coming up for people um but in general terms ultimately it's going to come down to planning planning is the best thing that you can possibly do so we've spoken about it so many times on our podcast both of us use flexible dieting approach with our clients we advocate living life and not you know avoiding all social occasions and not enjoying yourself because that is not what it's all about, and you absolutely can make progress whilst still, you know, taking part in these things and enjoying life. Um, sorry, I heard a noise in the microphone, and I was just double checking that you could hear me. Can you hear me? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Cool. <laughs> um, what did I say then? Uh, oh yeah, we advocate a healthy lifestyle yeah. and balance. However, having said that. If that means you're going out on a weekend, you know, every Friday or every Saturday or even both nights and they end up being non-track days and you overeat and then you have a bit of a hangover and you start ordering a takeaway, if that becomes a regular occurrence every single week, you're not going to make progress as quick as you wanted. And if if you're happy with that, then then fine, prepare for it to, you know, just take a little bit longer. Um, You might not be making any progress at all because you could be taking yourself out of the deficit, but, you know, at least it'll be slower. So ultimately, it's going to come down to planning. If you know you've got a social occasion coming up on a Saturday, for example, bank calories, bank 100 to 200 calories a day in the lead up to that. So you've already prepared in advance. You've got a nice reserve of calories that you can add on to that day so that you've got much more flexibility. Um, on the night when you are out it's about selecting drinks that are you know the healthier lower calorie options so your spirits your gins gins with them um, slimline tonic vodka diet coke picking diet lemonades all of that sort of stuff over you know pints of lager beer and sugary cocktails you're gonna get you know they're better it's better for you to stick to the lower calorie spirit options and then the next day I guess it's just about trying to plan in advance I know everybody wants a takeaway and all of this but actually when you do that you're not really giving your body what it needs what your body really needs the next day is adequate hydration like lots and lots of water Mm. and um good foods, micronutrients and all of that. So, so much better to just get back on it. I mean, you need to start realizing that, yes, you've had the night out, but just wake up the next day and just get back to normal. Maybe what I would do is probably set your week out so that you're not factoring in a gym session, for example, on the Sunday, because that's unlikely to happen. So, It's about thinking in advance, will I really make that gym session on Sunday or should I plan my week a little bit differently? Um, Perhaps I'll just do steps on Sunday. And then you're not really setting yourself up to fail either. Have some meals prepared, ready, or have a plan of what you're going to eat on the Sunday. If you do want something a bit nicer, make it homemade. Have like a homemade pizza that you can track a little bit better that's not going to be full of so much greasy, salty food. Because the, the more you drag it out, the worst the next few days are going to be you're going to take forever to get but before you know it it's like thursday friday the end of the week before you feel 100 percent better and like you before you can give your all in the gym and in your energy performance and stuff so planning really and oh did you hear that is it just me hearing these noises
0: yeah i can not
1: hear anything <laughs> oh my god it's freaking me out <laughs> i keep hearing like noises coming through my laptop like what oh i don't know sorry <laughs> It's going nuts, people. It sounded it sounded like, like an alien or a robot or Yeah, it's definitely gone nuts. It's gone to my head. It's a, calories it's a low calories I need this 12 days to hurry up. But about realigning yourself with your goals as well. Ultimately, like if you've got a fat loss goal or whatever your goal is, you need to put some effort in to stick into it. So everybody is going to have a night out now and again where they go off track, they don't. They don't track. They have a bit of a Chinese takeaway and all that. We're all human. That's bound to happen. But if that does start becoming, you know, a habit and a weekly routine, you're just not going to make the progress. And it's about being honest with yourself, realigning yourself with your goals, remind yourself of what your goals are and actually commit to making some compromises in order to to achieve them. Write your goals down, remind yourself of them, plan. Um, That's it, really just be sensible with your choices that you're making because we're all adults and these are decisions that we're making nobody's forcing us to make a decision we can make informed choices based on what our goals are so I think it's really helpful if you have your goals written down realign with them remind yourself of them so that you can and you know it doesn't mean you can't ever go out but you can go out and still have good balance and have planned a little bit in advance like I know I'm probably going to drink five vodkas and cokes or diet cokes or whatever so factor in how many calories is that going to be are you going for a meal beforehand if so don't have starter and dessert just have a main meal and enjoy that and try and make healthy choices like you can still be out with your friends and enjoy it whilst making sensible choices you don't have to pick the the big greasy things and then it's just about Like I said, not setting yourself up to fail afterwards, having having things prepared, ready, knowing what you're going to do for food on Sunday or whatever the next day is and not planning in gym sessions. So you're going to fail that just plan to do a nice long walk, which is going to help you feel better anyway. And yeah, that's it. I don't really have anything else to add on that.
0: Yeah, I think you covered that perfectly. The only thing I would say is having the all or nothing attitude. So, not yeah. seeing like your night out just being off plan and, and you ruined your results. Like, it's a lifestyle plan. So, just see it as part of the plan and yeah. factor it into to your life, into your plan. Don't see it as, oh, I went out last night, I had a few drinks, I might as well just carry on now. It's that on Monday. It's that attitude, it's, it's how you react to the night off, the, the the night out with your friends. So don't see it as being on plan, off plan. Just see it as like living your life. I think having that mentality and changing that really helps, which has helped me. So I've um, started to go out a bit more. I've started to enjoy drinks with friends. And I don't see it as like being off plan, on plan anymore, which that changing my mindset has really helped. So maybe work on the way that you see your social occasions. Uh, don't see it as being off track because it's part of your life. So just see it as part of the plan. I think that will really help you as well.
1: Yeah, 100% agree with that. Definitely, because it is life at the end of the day. (laughs) This is just a lifestyle plan. And it's about building up good habits and still enjoying yourself, but also working towards goals and making sure that you've got a realistic target and that you're able to get there. So yeah, agree with all that.
0: Awesome. So next question. Um, I know sleep is important, but I only get four to five hours a night. How can I improve this? Um, Nighttime routine uh, is something that I now do with my clients. I know Jessica set it as a part of the seven day um, challenge. So basically what I say to my clients is turn off your your phone, your laptops, um, ideally an hour before bed um but just because of the blue light obviously simulates the brain so you want to put on um do not disturb which I put on eight o'clock um I tried to go to bed between nine and half past so I put on my do not disturb on my phone um and then I either depends on um what day it is um either read um take a bed take a book to bed and I read sometimes if I remember I might journal <laughs> I don't always remember um journal and I use headspace I've I love headspace headspace I turn it on you've got someone talking about um the lawn drap, which is my favorite one talking about washing really boring and it sends me to sleep so I always have a nighttime routine obviously nighttime routine is going to be different for everyone but turning off your your, your phone is um it's a definite must Turn off your phone, and then whatever suits you. you now have a hot bath, do yoga, uh, meditate, um, journal. Journal's really good, especially if you're, you know, you've got a busy brain and you get in bed and you're thinking about what you've got to do for work the next day. And so, journal, um, use Headspace, meditate. I can't really dictate to you what your nighttime routine is going to be. Obviously, everyone's different, but I personally turn off my phone, put on the do not disturb. I either read journal and I use Headspace, and that helps me get a good night's sleep.
1: Yeah, all really solid points there, and I think the main takeaway is set yourself up with a nighttime routine and make that consistent. As with everything else, the more consistently you do it, the easier it's going to become. So, if you're finding yourself like I often fall into the trap, and you know I get into a good routine, and then sometimes I slip back out of it, and have to remind myself to get back into my routine. Um, where you know I'm working till 10 p.m and then I can't shut off and then it's midnight gone before I can get to sleep and even though I've got my routine of reading which really helps me fall asleep like then I'm not giving myself enough time so it's about setting your boundaries planning out your day your whole day like I've started writing out literally my day like 6 a.m wake up 6 30 a.m um cardio and then 7 30 a.m 30 minute walk in And my day is like plotted out like that. This time I'm going to do check-ins. I'm going to eat my lunch at this time. And I'm going to have half an hour there. Then I'm going to do X, Y, Z. I'm going to the gym at that time. And I'm really trying to stick to that as much as possible. And if you do that, if you plan your day in advance, that can be what you write down. You know, even if you don't journal the night before, at least make your plan for the next day. So you haven't got that noise in your head. You're not then thinking, right, tomorrow I go do this, 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 this. You've already written it down. You've made a plan. No need to stress about it. Mm -hmm. Um, you'll get up tomorrow you know exactly what you need to do at what time and it's just taking that stress out of your head so if you plan your day properly then you can also plan you know what time you're going to finish work what time you're going to unwind plan which time you're going to turn your phone off you know try and turn that off at 9 p.m latest like all notifications Don't look at your phone, perhaps sit down, unwind downstairs till 10 p.m., go up to bed, read for 30 minutes, go to sleep at 10.30. You know, that might vary depending on your wake up times and all of that. But just as an example, just so that you can set that consistent bedtime routine, go to the bed the same time every night. And it'll be difficult at first if you're used to having four to five hours a night and going to bed much later. You're probably not going to fall asleep um, immediately. But just get into reading, get into journaling, get into these to do lists and and it'll become easier and easier. Just try and build up like aim to build up by maybe 15 minutes one week. Right. I'm going to aim for 15 minutes more this week and just try and gradually build it up over time, because I can't imagine you're going to go from having five hours to eight hours just with the click of a finger. You know, it's going to take a bit of a bit of work. But that routine is just absolutely crucial making sure that you're not um drinking water too close to your bedtime you know try and drink your water earlier in the day so you're less likely to be getting up through the night i know some of my clients struggle with that so we've started saying right we'll aim to drink the bulk of your water at the beginning of the day and then like as we move into the night we're having less and less sometimes if you eat too late like that can mean that you haven't had time to really digest your food and some people struggle to sleep i don't really struggle with that but some people do so it's about learning what is best for you don't have caffeine too late in the day so if you're having caffeine at five six seven o'clock caffeine's got i think a five hour half life so five hours later you'll still have half of that caffeine in your system so that's going to be a struggle for you to get to sleep um i Can't think of anything else. I think we've covered like loads of stuff there, but it's about finding yeah. a routine that works for you. And everyone's is going to be different. We all like different things, different things are going to help us unwind. Um, but find what works for you and stick to it and like be consistent with it and be be patient because the process is not going to happen overnight, like I said.
0: Yeah. Fab, another thing that helps me is having I don't eat too close to bed because um, like Jess said, I do struggle to sleep if I've my stomach's completely full but i do like to have carbs in the evening i do like to have my last meal is quite a big meal i tend to have it um, at least an hour and a half two hours before i go to bed but carbs carbs help you um do help you sleep it certainly helps me so maybe um make sure you got um a heavier carb meal um, yeah. in the evening that might help you um so that's it. I think we covered all the points there, really, to help you get a good night's sleep. It's just implemented a good night routine. Uh, yeah. Maybe having a higher carb meal uh, before bed. Um, yeah, limit your caffeine intake, your water intake. Make sure you got that in earlier in the day. Um, and yeah, I, Headspace. I really love it. If you struggle, to, I don't know if it's because you just maybe go to bed late or you're struggling to fall asleep. But If you're struggling to fall asleep, I would definitely use the ha- the app Headspace. Um, yeah. I love it, I, I use, use that. The sleep casts, you can get it for free um, You will be bored Quite quick of listening to the same three Sleep casts <laughs> <laughs> um, um, Yeah, I really love The sleep casts, they help me sleep And I do tend to listen to the same ones um, I love The Lawn I don't know why. It's because I'm nosy because they have different people in there. They have different um different ones every so often. I'm oh, like, oh okay. <laughs> who's in the laundrette tonight? I wonder. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I haven't listened to the sleep casts, but I did used to um, use the headspace app when I was going through a phase of really struggling to sleep. Um, when I had like a lot of exams on and stuff like that. And I also found I used to find like three hour long rain sounds rain on a tent (laughs) on youtube and just put that on and then it'd get to the end of three hours and i'd be like oh well three hours later i'm sorry (laughs) i'll put it on again (laughs) but that did help me for a good while but i did have a period of suffering with my sleep badly but you know touch wood that didn't last too long Mm. sometimes i'll i'll get it you know if i've got a lot of work on and there is stuff in my mind but honestly writing down a plan for the next day is just such a big help because usually that's the type of stuff that even if you don't realize it like you you've got all this thing like oh god I gotta work on this I gotta do this I gotta do this and if you just plan it and write it down get it out of your mind it's just on paper there and you don't need to stress about it because you've already dealt with that you've thought about it and you can sort of relax so I found that really helpful as well
0: yeah awesome
1: Amazing. So the next question we've got is, I've been dieting for eight weeks, tracking calories, and I'm not losing fat. Okay, interesting. So I was, you know, if you'd said to me, I've been dieting for two weeks, and I'm not losing fat, I would have said, give it chance and be a bit more consistent. But if this is a little bit longer, then the main thing I can think of, provided that you are tracking everything consistently you know everything that goes into your mouth accurately um and monitoring your progress via the scale pictures and measurements you know don't just be going by the scale because yeah. you might still be making progress if even if you know the scale isn't necessarily representing what you what you feel is progress um, but if you are monitoring all of that being hundred percent accurate and you know that for a fact and you can be honest about that then basically you're not in a calorie deficit and calories need to need to come down a little bit or need to increase your expenditure basically you're not in a deficit so it's about time to drop calories down by 100 200 a day even and see how you get on stick with that for another two weeks what happens but like I said make sure you're not just going by the scale uh, because the scale as we always explain can fluctuate and not move as much as as quickly as people think like I've had people do my eight-week shape-up for example and the scale like has just dropped like a pound or two pounds but their pictures look so much different and if I hadn't been seeing their pictures I would have been thinking what's going on like why are you not losing fat because we've we've put calories down and all of this and you're being accurate um so yeah don't just be judging it on that but if you are positive that you've got all of that on point and that you're doing everything as you should be you're still not making progress you need to drop calories you it might have been that you were making progress up to a certain point and then you've stopped you've hit a bit of a plateau which is completely normal because our body is going to adapt to the calories and then we do need to make another drop again so just just make a drop be consistent be patient and keep you know being on point with everything all day every day but yeah it's time to go down and it might be like in my situation in the past I know I've dieted on much higher calories and progressed quite a lot this time I've had to go lower like there's different phases our body's in a different position we've got different stuff so it's not going to be the same every single time um so yeah just just uh make a little drop basically or or increase expenditure or a mixture of both you know if you've been doing 8000 steps a day start doing 10,000 steps a day for example and and increase your expenditure like that add a bit of cardio in if you've got cardio into your routine increase it um and just make small changes you know you don't want to make all of those changes at once you don't want to increase cardio and drop food like pick one do it consistently for two weeks see how you're getting on and then make another change probably alternate I would between increasing output and dropping calories just because, well, personally, I like to keep my calories as high as I can and not drop them consistently every single week. Because for me, I know that I then start to not be able to stick to it so much.
0: Yeah. And I would just be honest with yourself about tracking as well. Like, yeah. do you have like a habits podcast? Are you having the odd little thing here, taking a chicken nugget off your kid's plate? like me taking a piece of ham at the fridge, you know, licking the spoon when you're weighing out your Biscoff. Um, you know, be honest with yourself. Like those little things add up. So if you are tracking everything, are you really tracking everything? Yeah. Be honest with yourself and look back maybe on your last week and think, well, actually... You know is I add like a celebration here and there or I add like a chicken nugget here and there so just be honest yourself about your tracking so if you are your calories are right you know you are um in a deficit it could be that maybe like your little whole habits are coming in or you're just doing something that you don't really realize you're doing like licking the spoon yeah eating a piece of ham at like the fridge because I used to just do that I think I was just like in a trance or something because I didn't even remember doing it half the time <laughs> that <laughs> I know
1: we we don't necessarily do it on purpose and like think about it but take note of what you're doing like be conscious and aware when you're weighing things and that's another thing like if you when you're weighing your food if if say you've planned 40 grams of oats this has been really pedantic but you know every little count when you're trying to work to a goal and see if you're in a deficit if for example you've got 42 grams of oats and then you put Uh, you've got 40 grams of oats but you weigh 42 and you leave that extra two there might not think think that's bad and you know obviously it's not really but there's four calories in one gram of carbs so say that's eight eight calories there imagine you do that on four meals a day so that'd be eight that'd be 32 calories extra for that day sounds like nothing you did that every day for seven days that's an extra 224 calories over the week um And that's just one little thing. So if your grams are always ever so slightly over and you're not really taking them out, yes, okay, that's being super, super pedantic. But, you know it's not accurate then is it if you even if yeah. you think you're think being
0: accurate especially if you're not losing weight for the last eight weeks yeah you do need to go back to basics and really be that pedantic you you really need exactly to, something isn't right something's not working so you need to try and figure out what are you really weighing everything like everything are you tracking everything as your old habits come in um so before you drop your calories i would personally look at that because if you drop your calories and you're still having the odd few grams here and there or you're still taking bits of ham at the fridge and you're still not going to really get anywhere well
1: yeah you need to 100% be sure you are accurate before you drop your calories because otherwise there's no point like Michelle said you'll still keep doing the same old thing so it's about addressing any reasons and any habits that you have built up that you might not have noticed address those and you'll probably find that you'll make progress Then, if you haven't been accurate and then suddenly you are a hundred percent accurate you'll probably make progress but if not then you know the time has come to aim for a smaller um or a bigger deficit sorry and drop calories down a little bit
0: yeah awesome so next one i am on a diet i guess' guessing a calorie deficit but i can't deal with the hunger Help. Put your big girl pants on and deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so it's a few things. So let's just assume, we'll obviously go back. Let's just assume that you're not on a massive aggressive calorie deficit. Let's just say you're on um, the 500 calorie deficit, which is what we recommend to lose um, one pound of body fat a week. So let's assume you're on those calories and you're just hungry and you're struggling with the hunger because maybe you've gone from eating in a surplus and now you're in a deficit. So what you need to look at first is your food choices. Food choices will really help with hunger. So protein, have a look how much protein you're having. Protein is satiating, so it keeps you fuller for longer. So how much, you have an adequate enough protein. Um, Another one is your fruit and veg. Are you using food volume? So lots of salad, lots of veg, lots of fruit to bulk up your meals. Um, and then your the snacks, you know, what kind of snacks you're having. So what people usually do when they go in a deficit, they keep their snacks there and they make the meals smaller. So obviously they they sacrifice their fruit and veg and their, their protein to have, like, snacks like chocolate and stuff. So you need to look at your food choices first before you even have a look at calories. So... Um, so when you're in the deficit, like Jess posted not long ago, didn't you? When you was on your 1,500 calories and what that looked like. Yeah. And, and a lot of people, she put on a story like, guess how many calories I'm on. And most of them said was it like 1,008.
1: Yeah, a lot of people thought it was 1,008 or 1,800 or above or 1,900.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's because Jess is the volume. Full volume Yeah, because there was lots of um, dense food. So lots of veg, lots lots of salad, lots of protein, um, you know, like oats and yoghurt, which are quite filling. So I would look at your food choices. It's probably your food choices before your calorie deficit. So you can easily have 1,800 calories and still be starving if you're having a McDonald's and chocolate if you're using that for your calories you're still going to be starving whereas if you use like 1,800 calories to have like oats and whey and fruit for breakfast so like um chicken rice and veg for lunch and then steak potato salad for dinner and then your snacks were zero percent Greek yogurt with some dark chocolate and then maybe then maybe you can have a little bar of chocolate um so that is going to fill you up a lot more like mcdonald's and a bar of chocolate so i would say food volume first i would have a look at your food volume and then realize that you're in a calorie deficit like hunger especially after a good few weeks it is expected obviously we don't want you to be absolutely starving if you just want to lose a bit of weight but you're going to be hungry and when i get hungry when i'm in a deficit i'm like yes it's working (laughs) yeah. <laughs> just calorie deficit is working yeah because you're going to be hungry you expect to be hungry and when you start to get hungry it's like yes this is working now but there's ways to help with the hunger and that is your food choices lots of volume lots of protein
1: yeah 100 food choices absolutely massive and key and food frequency as well so whilst obviously we know that you know, the age old myth, you have to eat every two to three hours in order to keep your metabolism revved. We know that is absolute BS. (laughs) But I find personally that eating regularly helps with my hunger. So like if I've got them, my meals spread out like every three hours, for example, then I find it easier to deal with. Like today I'm going to be eating a lot of meals within six hours purely because I know I've got that osteopath appointment at 20 past 3 then i'm going straight to the gym so i've had to plan my day to day where i've had like my breakfast my breakfast i try and leave later which is another thing you could do i put i push my breakfast back as long as i can um in order to have you know I so i don't once i start eating that like the other day i ate breakfast 2 hours earlier than normal and i was ravenous all day <laughs> because i needed my other meals like a lot earlier so i made that mistake but i usually eat my breakfast like half 10 quarter to 11 Um, like today I ate at quarter to 11, then I'm going to eat my next meal. Once we finish this at like half 12, quarter to one, then I've got another one at half two, my pre-workout meal, which isn't, that's a bit more bulk bunched up, but then I know that I'm going to be able to get through my training session and I've got enough food in me. Usually I'll have the other meal later. Um, but planning your meals out space them out in a way that works for you I know some people deal with it better by just having three bigger meals like breakfast lunch dinner I don't like that personally that's personal preference so find which works best for you and um, perhaps having the snacks in between perhaps that makes you feel more hungry so if you realize that for yourself just have a huge breakfast a bigger lunch and dinner so that you're not snacking in between and you can just deal with it but other than that um, drink less liquid calories sometimes i see clients moaning being hungry but they've got 200 calories worth of costa coffee on there so i'm like get rid of that we need to replace that with some yeah. solid food that is going to fill you up Um, drink water lots of water throughout the, the day before your meals as well so that you're feeling a little bit more full bedtime routine and sleep is another thing that is a massive has a massive impact on hunger so making sure that you're getting the sleep in like we described earlier um and yeah just finally as michelle said dealing with it you are going to be a bit hungry personally like you know not really advocating doing it but when i feel super super hungry i'll have like a pepsi max or a diet drink there just to just to take the edge off a little bit really so i'm doing that a little bit more now than than i usually do you know i don't like drinking a fizzy drink every day anyway never used to but on days where i'm super hungry like last night i ate my yogurt before bed and my stomach was just rumbling i was starving so i had a pepsi max because i had no more food left um and it it did you know it filled the gap for a little bit but expect to be hungry you are literally physically feeding your body less than you are burning so obviously you're going to be hungry and that is part of the process and all you can do is the things that we've mentioned you know fibrous foods lots of protein lots of water good bedtime you can do all of that but inevitably the longer you're in a deficit then you will be hungrier and hungrier and if you are like really struggling to the point where you find yourself then going on a bit of a binge and that's happening a bit more frequently then obviously our advice will always be bring calories up don't be in such a big calorie deficit and use one You know, go to a level that you can actually handle. The process will be a little bit slower, but at least you won't be then having the binge over restrict cycles and stressing yourself out and struggling to deal with it. Just, just do it a bit more slowly.
0: Yeah, exactly. Awesome. That's it. Think we covered. Um, who asked the last question? So the
1: the final one, I've lost my mind today. This is what happens when you're in a massive... You've seen aliens
0: just now. I know.
1: (laughs) I didn't see one, I heard one. (laughs) Tap me on the shoulder. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm not sweating much in my workouts. Am I doing something wrong? Mm -hmm. No, you're not at all. Because the whole goal of... You know, when we're talking about resistance training workouts, we're not there to burn a set number of calories or sweat a certain amount. Some days I'll come out and I've hardly sweat at all, but I've had a really good session. Um, it's not about that. It's about building up strengths and really breaking down those muscle fibers improving your movements improving your technique adding extra reps like you don't need to be sweating loads in your resistance workouts and you know especially in the winter you might not be sweating half as much now as you would in the summer temperature around us um So no, a lot of my clients message me actually when they first start and they say, oh, I'm not burning as many calories as I was, or I'm not sweating or feeling it half as much as before. And I'm like, but are you progressing? Are you challenging yourself every week? Are you doing extra reps? Have you increased the weight? Yes. Well, then that's absolutely fine. That's what we want out of the workout. Workouts are there to be building up muscle rather than Sweating all over the place. You're not going to sweat half as much as what you do in a cardio session. And you'll probably sweat more on leg days than upper body days. But on some of my leg days, I don't really because they I've got a lot more isolation moves, for example. So I'll be doing lots of seated hamstring curl, lying curl, not necessarily massive compound moves. So I'm not gonna sweat so much then. I'll sweat more like walking on my treadmill, doing a gentle walk or even just a walk outside than I do in my Weight sessions usually.
0: Yeah, same. So when I used to just train, um I sweat loads now in CrossFit, but it's completely different. But well, yeah. When I used to train like the training plan I guess in your on about, then yeah, I, I hardly sweated at all. I would sweat sometimes on leg days, especially if I was doing like walking lunges and stuff like that, or supersets yeah. and sets. I sweat a little bit, but again, it's time of year. So obviously I sweat more in the um, summer, especially in the gym I trained in. It's like a goldfish bowl. It's pretty full of glass. So in the summer I was boiling um, and you just naturally sweat more. So, um, yeah, I hardly sweat. And with cardio as well, I don't always sweat either. My face just goes red. <laughs> Depends <laughs> on what kind of cardio I'm doing, but... If I'm only doing like 10, 50 minutes, I might not really sweat and my face would be bright red. So everyone's um, different. So I wouldn't worry about sweating. If you know that you're progressing, training hard and you leave that session knowing you couldn't have given any more, then I wouldn't really worry about how much you sweat.
1: Yeah, don't sweat the small stuff. <laughs> 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 bum, bum, <bums. laughs> yeah stop stressing about things that don't matter and just focus on are you progressing are you challenging yourself every single week if yes keep going you're doing well don't worry about sweating
0: (laughs) (laughs) awesome I think that's it you've covered all your questions
1: yes that is it for today so hopefully you found some of those answers useful and you know what to do if you did enjoy the podcast please like it like it do they like it they on... follow it on spotify follow on spotify and i can't remember what they do on apple like they
0: follow you i don't use Apple on podcasts i, I use can Apple for you i'm sure they can follow you or something like that
1: yeah you subscribe you like or subscribe, follow yeah whatever you need to do just please do it <laughs> just do it <laughs> and also um let us know if you've got any other topics or questions that you want us to do answer on a future q a podcast or or topic to cover in a bit more detail and just let us know if you're finding the podcast useful like we said um we've been having more and more messages and dms recently with people saying they're finding them helpful which is great um had another one this morning actually so that was good um yeah, so it's just good to know that we are helping people. So, thank you very much for listening and being so lovely.
0: Yeah, thank you. So, next week's podcast, we're going to be talking about um, what to do with your calories and how to deal with Christmas. So, that's going to be next week, which is going to be good and interesting.
1: Very pertinent. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to eat my next meal now because I'm going really weird. <laughs> you're a bit strange today to be honest i know it's because i had two good sleeps <laughs> oh this is what you like
0: on good sleep yeah this is me normal <laughs> oh right anyway speak to you soon bye yeah, i just gonna go now before she goes nuts bye bye <laughs>